0: Have you ever wondered how you might sell half a billion in real estate? Well, welcome to the show. This is B is for Business, where I, your host, John Jeky Bison, sit down with entrepreneurs, founders, and inventors, those who shape our culture and industries. Well, today we have a very special guest, Tom Francis, the founder and CEO of Tom Francis Real Estate Group. Tom started out in real estate by finding niche deals for him and his brother-in-law. Within just a couple years, they had done 18 properties. Eventually, Tom moved to the client side of real estate and now leads the number one Keller Williams team in Northern Virginia. They are consistently rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide and have been recognized by the Washingtonian as a top producer since 2015. You may have seen Tom as the host of American Dream TV on Fox, ABC, CNBC, and more. Tom's team has now hit the prestigious mark of half a billion sold in real estate. It's a great episode ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Sit back and enjoy. You make this rather snappy, won't you? I have some very heavy thinking to do before 10 o'clock. We have here today with us Tom Francis of Tom Francis Real Estate Group. Uh, Welcome to the show, Tom.
1: Thank you very much. Happy to be here.
0: So I wanted to get started with um, sort of your entrance into real estate, how you got started, um, and when did you begin to recognize that uh, real estate would be your long-term career?
1: Well, I got started um, actually through the back door, I, uh, I was sitting one night with a brother-in-law of mine and I basically wanted have always wanted to buy houses and fix them up and, and sell them. Um, at the time I didn't have the money to do that myself so I partnered with my brother-in-law and you know keeping a long story short, I ended up getting my real estate license to buy and sell properties um, and we did 18 properties in the first couple of years. Um, I didn't really have to fix up. Much because I learned quickly that at that point in time, this was in early 2004, that, you know, if you found the right lot um, or just piece of dirt, that builders would be interested. So I quickly um, realized through, you know, just trying to to invest in properties, um, you know, all about real estate. and I, That's when I got my license. Um, and for the first couple of years, I really only did. um transactions for myself. I didn't help clients. I just um, bought and sold properties um, with my brother-in-law um, through a company we formed. And And then when 2006, mid 2006 arrived, um, the market um, took a dive and it no longer made sense to buy and flip properties. But I loved everything about real estate um, and decided, you know what, um, I'm an area supervisor for a newspaper right now, newspapers are going to be out of print soon. And so it was a pretty easy choice. I love this. It seems to be working out. And so I just jumped in with both feet and here I am today.
0: That's awesome. That's a great story of that, um, transition, um, and a great, just be able to react to the change. Uh, but know that it's the area you want to stay in focusing in on the client side of it. Um, real estate can be very highly competitive between brokerages, between sellers. Um, it's limited sales timelines. How do you stay competitive in that environment uh, without taking on like an aggressive reputation?
1: Yeah. So I, I feel like the key is really, um, you know, a lot of people in real estate, um, think they're or act like they're in sales. Um, for me, I actually have done a number of things before real estate that were in the sales industry. um, And I didn't like it at all. Um, I didn't like it because I felt like I had to convince somebody else to buy something so I could make money. And so I I don't like being a salesman. So I really feel like the key is just serving people. If you serve people, and that's the mindset that I have, um, and that's worked out well. You know, I really don't have to sell anything. I just use my expertise and what I've learned in real estate and I pass my experiences and my, um, you know, my expertise in the industry onto people. And I generally, um, I tell them, I said, you know, if I, if this was my own house to buy or my own house to sell, here's what I would do. And so you don't really need to be aggressive in the sense of, um, you know, pushy or, or climbing over people. You just need to have a servant's heart. Um, I feel like that's been my success. I really don't, I still don't consider myself a salesman. I'm in a sales industry, but um, I just feel like I'm helping people through a big transaction. You know, sometimes the biggest transaction they're going to do in their life or that they have done so far in their life. And I feel like um, just guiding them through that and basically, you know, not that everyone needs to do what Tom would do, but I, I really honestly sometimes talk people out of, you know, hey, you should rent instead of buy. And here's why. So uh, I just come with a servant's heart. And that allows me um, to make connections with people. And I also um, tell people that, hey, our relationship's just beginning after the settlement. So they buy a house, they sell a house. You know, I'm, I'm looking for a longtime relationship with that person. Um, you know, hopefully if they do a transaction or they have a friend that might want to do a transaction, you know, they'll refer me, but I really look at my business as helping people and a relationship type of business instead of a sales business. And, uh, you know, and therefore, you know, if I'm helping somebody, I don't need to be pushy or aggressive. I just, you know, use my expertise to guide them and help them and, You know, if they get what they want and they're happy, then that translates to other people. So,
0: yeah. So, one of the things kind of when I think about with real estate is that market trends can make it very scary for a buyer or a seller. And I was wondering, like, what's your approach to creating confidence uh, in them? And it sounds like for you, that's with a lot of transparency, um, just an honest opinion of what you would do in the situation and not really trying to force the sale.
1: Right. Well, the first thing, you know, is I ask people what their goal is. I mean, the the advice that I might give or the the way I would answer a question might not be the same for different people. So essentially, I think that, you know, yes, it's important to understand the current market conditions, but really um, I need to understand where they're coming from and what their need is. You know, some people would like to buy, but they don't need to buy. Other people are desperate to buy. And they need to buy or they need to sell so you know you have to get to the bottom of someone's goals before you can actually help them Um, and yes the market conditions um, are a factor because how they move forward either with a sale or with a purchase Um, needs to make sense to them. And if it's a buyer's market or a seller's market, or, you know, more of a balanced market, you know, we need to factor that in. But I find that it's more important to understand the goal of the person. And then you can help them make decisions on, you know, whether it's a good time to buy or sell, or, you know, what their game plan is. Sometimes it's just understanding the process and understanding um, that, hey, yeah, the rates are high now, but they're actually it's more in the normal range. What we've been through the last three and a half years, um, you know, prior to these rates coming up, is highly unusual and likely in our lifetime. It's not going to go back to three percent or sub three percent for the interest rate. So it's, you know, I, I don't know if I answered your question and, and you know need to just move on here, but I could I could go on for a while in this category. Um, but I'll sum it up by saying someone's goals and what they want to achieve and what you know, where they're trying to go weighs heavily, um, the market matters and having them understand it matters, but it's more important to understand their goals.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, no, I think it's a great answer, first of all. Um, and I think if you stay at the top level view of just trying to follow, follow through with the sale, instead of like you're saying, get to really the root, their goals, um, then you're not really serving them in their best interest. Uh, in the best manner
1: and sometimes you have to sometimes you just have to work backwards they tell you what their goal is or what they're trying to achieve and then you just work backwards from there and yes factor in the market conditions but um you know once you once you have their goal it's usually fairly easy to navigate um and help people reach that goal no matter what the market conditions are
0: right um, I wanted to get a little bit more into you and your path. You mentioned earlier that you, at one point you worked for the Washington Post, and I saw in a video that one of your least favorite jobs you ever had was working um, at high schools and cleaning high schools, um, which does sound uh, pretty intense. Uh, do you think, however, that doing jobs like that helped you develop the work ethic you needed for later in your career?
1: I mean, definitely. I won't say just cleaning the high schools, but you know, I did multiple jobs um, as I was growing up. Starting when I was eleven, I had a paper route, and so I did that seven days a week. And you know, basically, my parents instilled um, a very good work work ethic. Maybe sometimes too much, um, um, starting at a young age. But either way, um, it was. um, I'm sure that me you know, having worked at a young age and having done a number of different jobs. um, The one working in the high schools was the dirtiest and, and so on, but that, that's kind of instilled in me. Um, If I decide to do something, then, you know, I got to stick with it and do it. And if it gets hard or rough, um, that doesn't matter. And you just kind of got to plow through. And I think that work early on and, in my high school days and younger um you know particularly the newspapers i had to work seven days a week i had to get up didn't matter if i went out the night before still had to get up at five thirty and and go do those newspapers so it was kind of you know you decide to do something then you got to stick with it and do it you don't give up when the going gets tough so yeah that definitely has helped um there's other things that have helped even more but having a good work, work ethic is you know help me i would say mostly stick with something that i decide to do it's given me that drive to stick with it
0: so you mentioned there that you know hard work ethic was an aspect of getting to where you've gotten what are some other elements that have kind of helped you along the journey
1: i've always been the type of person you know from a young age that you know is I don't know, you hear people say, oh, I've always been entrepreneurial. You know, I don't know if that's the right word, but I've definitely been the type of person that is, you know, very careful, but also not scared to um, take on a challenge or to do something new. And I think that, you know, however that got ingrained in me from a young age, um, whether it be the way I was brought up or just the way I was born, um, that, you know, willingness to take a little bit of risk and do something new, um, approach, um, you know, a completely different arena. And you know, real estate was completely different than anything that I've done. But it's exciting for me, and I believe that um, just having that entrepreneurial spirit of always, you know, wanting to try new things, and at the same time understanding that if you decide to do something, you know, you stick with it till you have success. Um, it's really helped me to kind of master you know a certain step before i take the next step Um, i think that's been really instrumental um and that's from looking at people that have walked before me and basically asking them how they had success or learning you know even if it wasn't in real estate just in a career and you know there's usually one uniform um thing that you see anyone that's had success in business and it's usually perseverance um and and basically believing what they're doing and you know somehow i was blessed to to have that gift and and it's helped me Um, um, i would say also a small motivation is you know my wife and i have 10 kids Um, sometimes that'll motivate you to put food on the table so uh, maybe a little bit maybe a little bit of it came from there um you know knowing that you know, if I'm going to do something, it has to work, um, you know, because people are dependent on me. So uh, I'm sure there are a lot of other things, but that's the key.
0: And I think probably your openness to try new things and the diversity, plus the diversity of experience you've had, but your just openness towards new things, I'm sure is helpful when you're interacting with lots of new clients, new people. Like everyone has different jobs and so your kind of openness to hear about what they do and kind of connect your experience I'm sure helps with you know talking about the relationships you're building uh, rather than just staying transactional sure
1: relationships are
0: key Um, so I like to do this segment called quote on a quote and basically I'll read a quote and then you just kind of give me your thoughts about it this quote is from Wendell Pierce who's an actor That is the heart and soul of the American dream, home ownership, the idea of being able to buy a house and start to build your family.
1: Well, you hear that all the time. The American dream is to buy a house. Um, Some people um, probably don't think of it as a dream, but I would say that there's likely no better way to build security over time than in real estate. So my reaction to that is that there's a lot of truth to it can be American dream if you make the right decisions in buying real estate. And so my reaction is, um, if you can buy um, and you have the means to buy, sometimes people don't even know they do. Um, They just think, Oh, I have to have a pile of money, but you know, if it's something that you want to do you should definitely pursue that. And whether it's to buy, and live in or buy as an investor, um, or just, you know, hold as an investor, I would say, um, real estate is probably, I mean, everyone needs a place to live. So, you know, if you can afford to buy, or if you can find a way to buy instead of rent, you're basically are owning a piece of the American dream rather than, you know, paying somebody else, you know, you're paying for somebody else's place if you're renting. And there's definitely situations where you need to rent, and you should rent, but um, there's also um, a lot to be said for owning real estate and, and achieving that American dream. Um, if you can buy more than one property um, and then you can expand your um, possibilities because real estate over time will go up. Um, we all see that. And I think that um, it's just a really important, it's been great for my life um, I encourage all my kids to buy as soon as they can. Um, I still have three that haven't. Um, so, you know, we're working on that, but there you go.
0: What do you think the, I guess, biggest roadblock to real estate investing is? I think when typically people think of investing, they think of stock market, um, and maybe secondarily real estate investing. Is most of that holdback just kind of knowledge of how to enter that and start in it? Um, Or uh, you mentioned people just thinking they need to have a pile of money to get started. What do you really see as kind of the thing holding people back from entering real estate investing?
1: So investing in particular, um, not just buying a house for you to live in instead of renting, if that's where you're going, is, you know, you can find somebody that has money if you can find something to invest in. So, you know, even if you don't have the extra cash, I think the people go to the stock market. I'm not saying the stock market's horrible, you know, over time that does grow too. But you know, if you put, let's just say you had a hundred thousand dollars and you put it in the stock market, then you're going to, you know, have a hundred thousand dollar asset and it's gonna grow. Um that could go down and you know it can grow. You take a hundred thousand dollars, you know, and Put it into real estate. You know, you put a hundred thousand dollars. That's a twenty percent down payment on a five hundred thousand dollar property. Now you're controlling a five hundred thousand dollar asset with the same hundred thousand dollars. So, if you're smart about it and you learn about it, um, which doesn't need to be extensive, um, you invest in that real estate. Now you're controlling a five hundred thousand dollar asset with the same hundred thousand that you put in the stock market and. Not only can you do that, but if you're an investor, then if the numbers work right and if you've done it properly, then the payment that you have on the other remaining $400,000 loan balance, you know, if, you, if you've done your numbers correctly as an investor, then you'll be able to rent it for the same or more than what you're paying on that $400,000 loan. And if you can do that and put a renter in, now that $100,000... Um, has a five hundred thousand dollars investment getting paid by somebody else. So, you know that's that's a little bit about investing as far as getting into it. If you don't have the money to go buy something, it doesn't have to be five hundred thousand dollars. You know, go out a little bit further. Anywhere where the numbers make sense, and you have enough cash to put in. If you don't have enough, then you know, partner with somebody and do it. Or. Get somebody that's willing to go in with you. That's how I started. I didn't have the money to do it. And so I partnered someone that had money and I was the one that found the properties and made sure the numbers work. And then we bought it together. And then soon enough I would be able to do that on my own because we had success doing it as a partnership. So there are a lot of different ways that you can do it if you really want to do it. Most people are really thinking at first, oh, I need to buy a house for myself. And that, you know, likely is true. But that doesn't mean that you can't invest in real estate. And what I tell people is sometimes your first investment, you know, hey, you know, even if it's a, a small family that have one or, one or two children and they say, wait, we need at least a townhouse or a house. We can't buy a condo, it's too small. Well, maybe buy a condo for the first year or two and buy it in, in, to have in mind that that condo is actually going to be your first investment. So, no, that's not what you really need. But if you buy it, and then you save up money to buy the house. Now you keep that property. And when you buy your townhouse or your house, so you can get into investing for a number of different angles. But if you really want to do it, um, or you don't know how, give me a call and you really want to be in it. then we could talk about some avenues. But when I started, I didn't have money to do it. And here I am today, an investor and a real estate agent. And you know now I'm into a little bit of building um, of new homes. So, you know, in a rather short period of time, um, I've had success at it, um, using other people's money.
0: Yeah. So there's definitely avenues then to enter without putting up your own and, uh, and have success and then scale from there. Um, one of the initiatives you do is highlighting local and small businesses in the Northern Virginia region, uh, through videos and interviews, um, why do you think that's important to do? There are a few reasons
1: that that I do it, and that I think are important. I'm sure there are more that you know somebody else could list. Um, but for me, it's you know it. You don't always want to just put out either on social media or you know advertise. You know, I have a house, you know, buy and sell a house. You know, it can become boring, and so you know to let people know that you really know the area that you do business in as a real estate agent Um, and just to give back to the community, you know, highlight some of these local businesses um, that also shows people that you know, the areas that, you know, that you're doing business in, and it makes it a little bit interesting for people to see, maybe they're going to see some place that they can go eat or that they could visit that they didn't even know about. And so highlighting them, you know, allows people to see something either on social media or, in an advertisement or a video or, you know, whatever it is that they see you on. And, you know, it adds a little bit of interest to what you do. Um, it's not just, you know, boring real estate, you know, seeing a house every single time, you know, it's, it's highlighting other people in the community and, you know, giving them a chance to get their name out there and have some success. So I just think it's a a cool thing to do. Um, usually it's places I enjoy going, or that I found, um, some particular connection to and having lived in the area that I do most of my business for over 50 years. Um, there's a lot of places to highlight that I can, um, honest, a lot of times give personal, um, testimonial to. So I just enjoy doing it. I think it's a way to give back and I think it keeps things lively and, and gives, you know, something of value to people, you know, you're, Viewership, or you know, people that follow you, people that you know are interested in your real estate, also have interest in what goes on in the community. So,
0: I know I certainly appreciate it. I'm originally from uh, Cleveland, so Northern Virginia is uh, newish to me, and so I'm always interested in new restaurants, new places to go. And uh, I think it does indicate that you're not only knowledgeable of the community in which you do business. Uh, But you're also investing in it yourself, uh, which is great to see. Uh, Our final question is, what would your advice be for a person who believes they have a great vision uh, for a compelling company or product? Uh, What should their first step be?
1: The very first step, hands down, is, and this is going to sound a little bit odd to some people, but it's to figure out why it is that you want to do what you know, why it is that you're doing or have decided to do what you're going to do. Um, You know, so let's say get into real estate, you know, well, do I want to get into it because I think there's so much money to be made or, you know, what's the real reason? Because when you go into a new adventure or a new venture, um, you know, whether it's starting a business or, you know, maybe developing a product, as you mentioned, Um, you have to be passionate about it and you're not, and there's going to be some tough times ahead, you know, getting through some hurdles to make that um, company or business or product successful. And you have to find something that you can draw on in your heart. You know, a lot of people refer to it as your big why, you know, I, I think the, the definite starting point is you know, you need to stop and ask yourself, you know, why is it that I'm passionate about either starting this business or, you know, introducing this product, um, you know, and make sure that it's a strong enough reason to keep you, you know, progressing forward and pursuing either that business or that product um, when times get tough. Because, you know, people, if they don't have success quick enough, a lot of times there's a You know, oh, this isn't going to work, or this was a bad idea, or it's not going to do. But if you ask yourself why, then you're able to pick yourself up and and trudge through until you can have success. So, so that coupled with something that um, the owner of Keller Williams Realty um, wrote a book about this, and I found it to be absolutely true. And that is, you know, do one thing at a time. Just do pursue one avenue. There in my experience, um, just in my field in real estate, there's so many different ways to do real estate. You know, people sometimes it's too broad a category. Um, there's not one way to be a good salesperson or a good person, you know, agent in real estate. There's not only one way to invest. There's not there's not one way to do it. So you have to pick one thing and I suggest that you pick one thing that you really enjoy doing and pursue your vision or your dream or your business or your product um, with one avenue in mind until you've mastered it. And so once you've mastered that one thing that you're going to be really good at better than anyone else, then once you've mastered that, then you can take on other areas, but stick with something and get really good at it. So that helps you also um, down the road. You know, fend off people that are trying this and trying that and trying this and and going over here. Well, you've mastered one thing. Nobody does it better than you. Then you're going to have staying power um, in whatever you try and pursue. So figure out why you're doing it and be concrete in it so it can ground you during the hard times. And then, secondarily to that, you know, master one thing. And I suggest, um, I'll give you a small example in real estate. People get in and they're like, "Oh, what's the first thing I do, or how do I be successful at this?" Well, the way you become successful at it is you pick one thing that you enjoy doing and do that. So, interview enough people to find out, you know, how they've done it, how they pursued it, and say, "Hey, you know, I'd really enjoy doing that." You know, for me, I don't enjoy, you know, cold calling and calling people, so I didn't pursue that avenue of doing business. I did something that. I really enjoyed which was find properties that have good value and then i found people that wanted to buy them and i got really good at doing that and so um, i ramped my business up in that manner and now i've expanded into other areas but when i started that's the one thing that i got really good at and now um that still remains probably my my the best part of my business is you know, knowing a good deal when you see one. And so that way I can help clients and I can guide clients, whether they're buying or selling because I got really good at that one thing. So long answer, uh, probably longer than you wanted to get, but that um, that's super important is to figure out why you're doing it and then master one thing um, as you roll out either your new product or your new business.
0: No, I think it's an excellent answer. Find your why focus and master on one thing and then go from there. Well, Tom, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, It's been great. And uh, thank you again.
1: Yeah, John. Hey, thanks for having me. And um, anybody out there that wants to be a real estate investor or buy real estate, uh, you know who to call, get your information from John and and he'll pass it on to me, but love to help anybody out there and answer any questions that you might have. that refer to uh, what we've talked about today.
0: Awesome. If you'd like to learn more about Tom Francis and the Tom Francis Real Estate Group, you can go to FrancisRealEstateGroup.com. That's Francis, R-E-G, dot com. You know, I wanna thank you for listening today. You listening today, wherever you're listening from, whether it be your car, at home, with your family, while you work, I think it says a lot. I think it shows that you're committed. You're committed to learning, to furthering your learning. You're committed to supporting local business, bigger business, entrepreneurs. You're committed to supporting good business, good products, supporting your community. You know, I think that says a lot, and I thank you for it. If you enjoyed the episode, I encourage you to share it with someone you think would also enjoy it. You can share our socials. You can share our Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening. Give us a follow. And I want you to have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Be is for Business. Intro music is by The Revolution. Outro music is by Reveal. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. B is for Business is a trademark of Bison LLC. Remember to like, subscribe, and share Be is for Business across all platforms. Thank you.